The following contest is scheduled for one fall. I've seen that man before. That's Randy Phil. The other one's some kind of half man, half monkey. It's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight. Hello again, troops. Randy Phil here with another Snapdragon duplex for you. Episode 11. And this week we're going over AEW Dynamite from the 24th of February. Unfortunately, the monkey man is still out grafting his tits off. So he's fucking phoned in, gave us what he's got to say about AEW, and we're going to react to it. So without further ado, take it away, Mikey, you shagger. Hello, Randy, and hello, you beautiful sweaty marks. I'm Mikey Mac, and I'm back in the North Sea with a shitty microphone. <laughs> Happy days. Um, I'm here to take you through last week's Dynamite. So we open up with Jan Maxley versus B Dolph Ryan Nemeth. Uh, few spots I like in this: John Moxley doing that Pete Dunne joint manipulation stuff, mm. which is somehow working face these days, despite looking like stuff out of a fucking Saw movie. Fuck <laughs> um, knows. I think like B Dolph got like three moves in, including a punch, and Mox wins with an elevated paradigm shift. It was pretty boring, to be honest, I thought. Yeah. Um, B Dolph, he's a wee jobber. It's a shame, <laughs> isn't it, really? Um, he looks like he's got potential. I mean, Adolf's good and all, so I mean, <sighs> bit of a shame. After the match, Moxley sits down in a chair. He says he'll do whatever it takes to get back to the top. Turns out that's exactly what he's going to have to do. Uh, a bit of a weird long promo where he basically says, if I die, I die. So <laughs> Then we have some blood and fire insane garbage wrestling coming at us, I guess, next pay-per-view. Yeah. When's that, the 7th of March, I think it is? Yep. Um, I'm sure our mate Ross will be buzzing. He loves garbage wrestling. <laughs> uh, I used to love garbage wrestling as a kid. The big ECW kid. And then after years of PG, WWE shite, it just actually fucking really shocks me when I see stuff like their last death match they had fucking shocked me Yeah. so I guess I'm looking forward to it I think I'm going to be disgusted while I watch it but what can you do man what can you do how are you feeling about it disgusted and thrilled yeah mate um, for the match I've wrote down fucking Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler so fuck that up <laughs> ah, this match itself fucking nothing to it it was just a uh, opening the show for John Moxley to get in and cut his fucking promo for what to expect this Saturday coming, what did we say? It'll be, no, it's a Sunday pay-per-view this time, isn't it, for AEW? Sunday the 7th of March. So, yeah, that's all fucking, that's all this was, him cutting his promo, doing his good shit. Match itself, nothing much for it, just getting his pumped up, getting his amped for this final week on AEW Dynamite before the pay-per-view. But, yeah. Let's see what's fucking coming at us. Cut to Ray Phoenix and Lance Archer having a wee chat backstage. Lance says he's the better of the two, and Phoenix says he's the worst shag he's ever had. Sorry, <laughs> worst tag team partner he's ever had. Uh, I guess they're trying to build heat for a match that just doesn't really need heat. It's two people we like, who are both good in the ring, totally different styles. That's enough heat. You don't need fucking a fake feud, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah, mate, I didn't understand what was happening backstage here. It just seemed like a wee cutaway promo just so they could say somebody was a bad guy and somebody was a good guy for this match, but 
you said it. You don't need it. You had fucking two good wrestlers just having a good match coming up for the end of the night. But I'm guessing they just wanted you to build a bit of heat and a bit of hope for somebody. And they done it here. But it was short. It was sweet. I'm not going to complain too much about it. Next match, Team Taz versus the Varsity Blondes. Right, question for you. How what? much for you to get Brian Pillman Jr.'s fucking super mullet and you have to wear it for a year? Right, and you can't tell anyone it's for a bet. <laughs> you just have to try and like rock it. You can say things like, I'm bringing it back. I'm making it cool. How much, Andy? Fuck. Right, hold on. Let me think about this one. Brian Pillman's fucking absolute party mullet. Um, I reckon two years worth of salary. Because once you grow it out, the absolute slagging you would get for it if you were trying to say, I'm making it moan, I'm bringing it back. You would need to like go into hiding for two fucking years to live that down again. But then when you come out again, cancer just got to say, mind how you had that absolute daft haircut two years ago. But yeah, fuck it. Um, go for a nice roundish number. 150 grand, I would do it for. Go on. Brian Cage fucking power bombs Pillman into the ring post on the outside and he just bounces off it mm. and lands hard on his arse. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's injured after it, man. It looked horrendous. Um, despite a very close two count after a tag off the top finishing move from the Varsity Blondes, Team Taz win clean. You were right, Randy. No screwy finish. I was wrong in Finally. this one. We've got to stop predicting screwy finishes, man. We yeah. never get it right. So, uh, yeah, so it was okay. It was okay. Again, not massively keen. Just, it was what it was. Do you know what I mean? Um, we get a promo package afterwards of Darby exiting a body bag in the desert. Followed by Sting dragging a body bag into the into the stadium through the good guy tunnel. Mm. Is it Darby? Is it fuck? Is it it's fuck? Taz's son Hook. <laughs> Who the fuck calls their kid Hook? Mm. Except from, I guess Captain Hook's fucking da. <laughs> anyway, Darby comes down to the ring on the Shawn Michaels zipline. Mm. He starts cunting cunts with a skateboard. <laughs> Sting goes after Cage, hits him with a scorpion death drop. Pretty cool. The hoodlums are back, baby. What you reckon? Yeah, this is one of the ones we were unsure about the match. They were dragging it out for weeks and weeks, but um, I'm going to be happy for this payoff come Saturday, uh, Sunday even, sorry. Let's fucking get that stuck in the head. Sunday night for the pay-per-view. It's been a fucking long build, but we're finally getting a big payoff. Whenever Sting was bringing out that body bag, I called it, man. I called it. I said, fucking Hook's going to be in there. But... I've not got any fucking witnesses to prove that, so I'm just going to go for the streaming of the events now, live on Twitch Wednesday nights. Catch is there when I'm back, when I'm not at work again, catch me on Twitch. Uh, the match though, there was a spot in it that was absolutely beautiful, it was uh, Brian Pillman and Ricky Starks were in the ring, Brian Pillman was doing the throwing Ricky Starks off the ropes, doing a leapfrog and tripping him, and he actually caught me a trip, which is like the first time I've ever seen somebody successfully do that and it did look like a botch to be fair but man Ricky Starks went out the ring gracefully and then Brian Pillman Jr. just came jumping out between like the middle and bottom rope and gave him a drop kick it looked so fucking cool and it's like the first time I've ever seen somebody get tripped up over actually one of them it was cool um, yeah fucking easy win for Team Taz but fucking 
the hoodlums got the final laugh whenever they just came down and whooped essentially three guys. So come the fucking pay-per-view, I guess our money's got to be on Sting and Darby. But we've got one more week of Dynamite until then. So let's fucking crack on. Backstage segment. Uh, Kip, Penelope Ford and Miro backstage. And it's a reminder that these cunts still have beef with Charles Butler and Orange Cassidy. I guess it's a good reminder. It kind of keeps this feud alive. Uh, I loved Miro begging Charles to come home. That was pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, there's a wee school note asking them to wrestle at Revolution where they could fucking circle yes, no, maybe, which I thought was hilarious. And really keeping in with the best friend's gimmick. And uh, Miro just chews it and spits it in the ground. Class. What do you think? Yeah, like we just went off one feud to another. These two, the whole... Hoodlums versus Team Taz and the Best Friends versus the Wedding Party. These were two storylines that I was not interested in for a long time. And then now that we're two weeks before the pay-per-view, I'm actually quite buzzing for both matches and they have, they've sold me on both there. Miro has fucking really came into this whole thing. Like, he's embracing it. Not that he didn't embrace anything in the WWE, but he always got this fucking shit stuff, didn't he? And... He was trying to push it and the Rusev day, all of that carry on, but they just seemed to hold him back. But NAW are just like, go on, do what the fuck you want, mate. Fucking tear shit up. And he's embracing it here. Embracing it more like he's not getting held back like he did before. And yeah, it's just all fucking good shit. Can't wait for can't wait for the last match, can't wait for this match. It's just gonna be a dynamite show. Every pun intended there come Sunday for Revolution. Next match, Brandon Cutler versus Jake Hager. Hager just kicks the piss out of Cutler. <laughs> uh, he's got like a Dungeons and Dragons gimmick, I think. He comes out with a dragon with a fucking 20-sided dice. Yeah. So I guess that's his gimmick. He's got a big dragon mask on. Um, Inner Circle come out and keep battering the shit out of Cutler after he's lost. Uh, and then the Young Bucks come in for a save. All Stramash wrestling. We love it. Or I love it. You're n- indifferent. The Bucks call out MGF and Jericho. Uh, they're backstage and they've spread jam all over the old Buck, the Bucks down. <laughs> or at least that's what it looks like. They've supposedly bust him open and it looks so fake. The fake blood's fucking awful. Surely his dad could have taken a wee blade job for the boys. You know what I mean? Anyway, he ends up in an ambulance due to an allergic reaction to the jam, I guess. <laughs> Honestly, mate, fucking... Waste of a match, really, yeah. Just a fucking piss take match. Guess to kind of push the feud with Jericho and the Bucks, but it's a shame that Cutler's there and it's Jake Hager because it makes no sense. I guess it's just try and get some heat on Hager, but he's not involved in this. So, yeah. fuck knows, mate. Um, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, mate. A waste of a match and a waste of some good jam by the looks of it. <laughs> nah. I think the match was just made for the sake of Brandon Cutler was first there to help out the Young Bucks last week. Childhood friend, all that carry on. Jake Hager, he's a big bad bastard. Just get the big bad bastard to beat up the pal. Young Bucks make the save, and that leaves the old buck vulnerable with a couple of hands full of jam. Yeah, it, that backstage bit with Jericho and MJF beating on him, it just looked horrendous. Aye. There's not much else you can say about it, but again, this is a... An, so what is this going to be like? Three tag matches for Revolution. So you'll have the Hoodlums versus Team Taz. 
then you've got best friends versus the wedding party and now you've got Jericho and MJF versus the Young Bucks for the tag titles and as well as that they're announced that there's going to be a tag team turmoil battle royal for the next AEW number one contenders for the tag belts it's mental there's a lot of tag teams happening on this pay-per-view but I'm enjoying what's happening with it this will be another decent match but I think we'll both be expecting MGF and Jericho to take the belts off the Young Bucks so let's roll on March 7th next match is Isaiah Cassidy versus the Hangman Adam Page so Hangman has the Dark Order in his corner which I thought was cool yeah. uh, what do you reckon do you reckon he's going to get to join them in the long term <sighs> one spot I like from this was Isaiah jumps from the apron into the ring springboards from the middle rope and then lands into a dead eye from Hangman for the win. Yeah. So I thought it was a cool spot to finish on. The match itself was okay. Maybe middle of the road, average kind of match. It's good to see Hangman Adam Page. Um, <clears throat> Matt Hardy throws number five from the Dark Order off the ramp through a table. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So far, though, the show's not really doing it for me. I can't lie. What about you? Mate, I thought... That this match was a this match was better than any right it had to be. It was just a fucking good match. I thought start to finish. Do I think Hangman Adam Page will get in the dark order? And I think they've just accepted it. They're not pressuring him. They're not chasing him. He's just doing his thing now. They're accepting it. They can jump in and out, but they'll be pals. They'll be cool. But he's never going to be a member of the dark order since they lost his email. All the months ago. What about you? Are you a member of the Dark Order? Anyone listening? Is anyone listening a member of the Dark Order? I tried, but they fucked me off as well. That's two, like, great potentials that they fucked up on already. So, fuck. Fuck the Dark Order, yeah. So we get a weekly promo of the Starfish Island duo, <laughs> the Donaconda himself, and Kenny Omega, your auntie's favourite shag. So Alex Marvez, he needs to stop simping on these two, man. He just stands there looking terrified every week, just looking them in the eye, wanting them, needing them to give him attention. It's strange. Anyway, this week they're in a metal workshop. <sighs> Not much is said. It was all a bit weird. Yeah, like, Kenny was building something, saying he's got something special planned for John Moxley. They better wheel something extraordinary out. Like, the last time they had the uh, the Lights Out match or whatever it was, and they brought out that big barbed wire table thing, they need something mad for this, and I'm excited to see what it's going to be. So next up, this is really strange, right? They show us the results of two women's eliminator tournament matches that mm. they'd build for this fucking show. So <laughs> we'd predicted even for what was going to happen in this show. Our, our predictions were right. Nyla Rose and Britt Baker both got through. Result. But that's the match we get this week. Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker, which is apparently the semi-finals. Um, okay. Pretty <laughs> weird. I didn't catch this on Twitter or Reddit that this was going to happen, but hey, um, this is what we've got. Um, and this was actually a great match. This was the first good match of the show. Um, I thought they both looked strong. I thought they both looked... They just moved really well. They got good good chemistry. Uh, Nyla wins with a powerbomb. 
which I thought was the wrong move. I thought, I mean, the match was great. Yeah. Nyla going over. I like the idea of a, a monster getting through the tournament and everything, but we've kind of done that. I think, get her to the semi-finals, but Baker fucking cheats to get through. Yeah. Fucking dirty bastard wins. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm so behind but Baker f- to be the champ, but that's not what we've got. We've got Nyla Rose in the final against whoever's going to be in the final. And... I'm not actually opposed to Nyla getting the belt again, to be honest. What about you, mate? What are you thinking? Yeah, I think they announced last week that Anna Jay went out with a fucking bad knee. She's hurt herself. But I don't understand why they pulled Ty Conte out of the tournament as well. So they pulled both the Dark Order entries out and just like skipped around and went to Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker yourself and for what I've been reading online and talking to other people a lot of people are behind Britt Baker wanting her to be the next champion I reckon you're on a good bet there but not yet not yet Nyla Rose won the match clean that's mental I just thought well it's not mental because every match is a clean match we just keep fucking hoping for a screw finish somewhere which is never going to happen um, yeah, I was expecting Britt Baker with some sort of shenanigans for a win. But hey-ho, we've got what we've got. Nyla Rose, I think she's fighting Thunder Rosa in the next round and then it's the the final, final, final. So, yeah, stay tuned. Let's see what's coming. So now we're on to the main event. Mm-hmm. We've got Lance Archer versus Ray Phoenix. My man. Right, so love this match. You can you know I'm gonna love this match. It's Ray Phoenix. <laughs> I get fucking horny for Ray Phoenix. Um, I was watching it, and I kept forgetting to even take notes. I was just having loads of fun. I had to go and watch it again to get notes. Um, Ray Phoenix hit a fucking lovely flying hurricane off the top rope, and it was picture perfect. Loved it. Ray Phoenix hitting chop after chop after chop on Archer, and he just no sells him, and then hits him with one chop and fucking decks him. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really good uh, Phoenix pushes Archer across the ring at one point and then 619s him to his belly climbs the rope really fast and does a coup de gras on the back of his neck as yep. he's bent over from the belly kick which I thought was really cool oh, man they do this smooth wrestling the, the only problem with this kind of Lucha Libre stuff is that every move looks like a potential finisher wait that's, that was a problem I guess that's fucking awesome because you don't <laughs> know when the match is going to end I take that back that's actually one of the best things about it. Yeah. Can't make my mind up. Um, Phoenix tried to lift Archer up a couple of times during this, but he isn't strong enough to do it, which is really, really cool, actually. A good wee spot. It showed that um, Phoenix had to change his game and just kind of keep on the high flying too fast to get punched kind of thing. Why doesn't Lance Archer's old school moonsault move have a name? Because it's one of these things where they do it in the, thing, the commentary, like, Whoa, he flattened him. You're like, fuck that, man. This is a huge signature move. Needs a name. You need to have, like, a, th- a wee commentary spot when he does it. Like, you know, Undertaker's going old school. You just need something. Give a name. Call it fucking Murderhawk Eye. That's fucking awful. Call it something <laughs> better than that. But you can have that for free if you can't think of anything. But think of something. Ray Phoenix does a tight rope punt kick to Archer's face I'm like what the fuck man it's just amazing 
he's like bending over the ropes and he tightrope walks it and then boots him right in the pus and yeah, loved it. Um, Archer does a lovely fisherman buster from the top rope, gets yes. really close to count and then Archer wins with the blackout, which is a shame for a man Phoenix. Uh, but yeah, I called this one, you said Phoenix, so you get the kind of Lucha Bros dynamic in that ladder match at Revolution for the TNT title shot, but I think they've gone with the right choice here, really, yeah. Lance Archer brings that kind of big man thing that you need in a ladder match, man, you need, you need a monster in every ladder match, you need a mix of styles to make it work. Um, after the match was a fist bump of respect, and do you know what, all in mate, it was quite a disappointing show this week, I thought. Mm. Uh, the only match I really... Actually, you know what? I tell a lie. I enjoyed the women's match, and I enjoyed the main event. And outside of that, I wasn't really feeling it. What about you, mate? How did you feel about this whole thing? Um, first thing that I'll hit on was, I think Lance Archer's old-school style moves called the Flatliner, I think, but we'll need to double-check that and get back to it. You were kitting the good spots in the match. Agreed with them all. But there was one that I've got. Ray Phoenix, when he does that dive to the outside, he'd done it this week. He fucking cleared the barricade and ended up in the crowd. I said it was going to happen eventually. And that happened this week. If that was a live crowd, he was going to knock somebody out and that would have been a claim. So hopefully he's learned his lesson. Slow down a wee bit. But probably not because he's a mental bastard. Yeah. This week, this week's AEW just felt as though it ended too soon. I didn't, I was expecting a wee bit more for it, but I enjoyed the matches. I enjoyed the Team Taz, Varsity Blondes, that got us to the sting. I enjoyed the Hangman Page, Isaiah, Isaiah Cassidy, is it? Ah, whoever it was from Private Party. That was a brilliant match, I thought. Women's match was entertaining. And the main event fucking delivered. Even though we had to get a face heel dynamic to get there for some reason. And then by the end of it they were all fucking pal, all cool. But yeah, fucking bang average show. We've got one more AEW before Revolution. This Wednesday coming, March the 3rd. Randy Phil's birthday, big 2-9. And my boy Shaq's going to deliver for me and take the win over Cody. So next week, I've been looking about me, and I can't really find what's going on. So I know that next week, for sure, we're getting the tag match we've all been waiting for. You've got Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet with Arn Anderson versus Shaq and Jade Cargill. Where are we going with this, mate? Why are they not keeping this till Revolution? Oh, I know why. Cody's in the fucking ladder match of Revolution. Yep. Fucking hell, man. Imagine owning a company... (laughs) Booking yourself in a big celebrity match on a random week weekday, and then fucking booking yourself into a potential title ladder match, Money in the Bank thing, on the weekend, same week. What a bastard! I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you've got two ways to go with this. They either do Cody and Red Velvet win, mm-hmm. uh, be it nefarious means or other ways, but they don't do screw finishes, do they? Um, and then that leads on to give Cody a wee bit of fucking momentum going into this ladder match or they do Shaq and Jade win yep. by nefarious means I can't see them winning clean uh, and then you've got I don't know I don't know what you get off of that nothing 
you get mm-hmm. nothing really off of that. I think the best, what I think we'll do, Cody and Red Velvet win, right? Mm-hmm. Shaq and Jade are raging, right? Uh, and then when it comes to the ladder match, they interrupt mm. and they beat the shit out of Cody just as he's about to win the fucking match and someone else wins. Nice. Because if it's a no disqualification, massive stramash ladder match, that's your time for your screw finishes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it makes sense and it doesn't fuck anything up and it doesn't feel forced. Do you know what I mean? It's just part of the show. What do you think, mate? What are your predictions? Do you know of any other matches? I reckon the big show's going to need to get involved for this match. But what does he do? Does he come out and help Cody? Does that make Cody a heel? Or does he come out and help Shaq? They seem pally-pally for a few months and then, like, big show slowly becomes heel, or quickly becomes heel because it's a big show. He just fucking... He flips at the drop of a hat, doesn't he? Well, it's not big show, is it? It's Paul White. He might just be, like, 100% good or 100% bad. But that's definitely not going to happen. He'll be face one week, heel the next week. Heel one week, face second half of the show. That's just how he works. <laughs> but, aye. Have Paul White come out, help Shaq, and then they turn on each other and we have a pay-per-view match in June, June or July time for a pay-per-view. Shaq versus Big Show. There's your big money, big money match. Um, other matches for the week. I think we've got two other matches confirmed, but I could be wrong. I think this week is FTR versus FTR and Tully Blanchard versus the Jungle Express, and I'll give it to FTR and Tully Blanchard. Just think it's going to go that way. Then we'll get another match down the line. And another match is Nyla Rose versus Thunder Rosa. And I reckon Nyla Rose has just got to dominate and get through to the final for the AEW Women's Tournament Championship Qualifier something or other. But yeah, it's been a this one was a quick episode, a quick week. But hopefully we'll get a bit more for the Wednesday pre-revolution. And then we've got revolution happening on Sunday. I'm going to be out at work by that point. Mikey will be back home. So we'll see how we're going to work it. We're also going to discuss what's been happening from Elimination Chamber up to, I think it's Fastlane is the next WWE pay-per-view, and then WrestleMania. So let's see what we've got prepped for that. And I'm sorry if I'm starting to sound a bit tired now. It's six in the morning. I am absolutely shattered by this point. But until next time, go follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can get us, at Snapdragon Duplex. Well, thanks very much, guys. Uh, thanks very much, Randy, and all you beautiful people out there. Uh, this will be the last week that I'll have a shitty microphone, <laughs> hopefully, if I remember next time to pack my bag. And I've kept it short and sweet this week, but I didn't really have that much from yeah. it. It didn't really impress me that much, so... This is what we've got. Um, Hopefully Randy's got a lot more to say than I do. Peace out. Peace and love. Take care, everyone. I love you all. Thank you very much, Mikey. And thanks to all you beautiful, mad, sweaty, Marquee Shaggers out there for listening. Until next time, take care. Mind what you're doing.